Stay tuned as we sit down for a conversation with new Franklin Town Administrator, Jamie Helen, coming up next on Chapters. My name's Jim Derrick and welcome to another edition of Chapters. In studio today, I have as my guest, our newly minted town administrator-to-be, Jamie Helen. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks a lot, Jim. It's great to be here. Great to see you. I first met Jamie um, in my role with the SAFE Coalition as the town of Franklin administered a grant for us that uh, Jeff Roy had obtained, one of two grants. And I have to tell you, Jamie, I really enjoyed working with you then, and I'm glad. I, I really want to congratulate you on the role. Like Franklin has gotten a really, really good guy. Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate it. And yeah. it's, good. it's obviously been great to get to know everybody uh, through the Safe Coalition and, and through the whole community. But um, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I love this stuff, and uh, it's great to be in Franklin. One of the things that came to mind when I started working with you was that you know my dad is a hero of mine, and. Yeah. Uh, my dad has always been a fan of people that smile and enjoy what they do. Uh, he always said to me, Jim, we're all going out naked with a toe tag on. You might as well be nice to the people that you work with. People like to do business with nice people. And that's what I got from working with you. You're quick, yeah. with, quick with a laugh, uh, easy to get along with, and very, very eager to help. Uh, we really appreciated that. It's funny you say that. I'm glad that you brought that up about your dad. Um... As I've gotten a little bit older, I think I've realized the same thing about my dad. You know, he was, uh, he's fortunately still with us, you know, and he's doing really well and healthy and whatnot. But uh, you're right. Uh, as I've gotten older, one, he made me into a great cook. So really? My wife, of course, loves that. But also, uh, he was always had a sense of humor, um, sometimes not at the right moments all the time, <laughs> right? Uh, but I think as I've always been able to look back, it's the same kind of thing. And and, um, you know, my mother was a very deeply compassionate person. Unfortunately, she passed away uh, a few years ago. You know, she certainly, um, you know, I think instilled the same thing. So it's nice we have that in common where our parents have both um, given us the ability to have a, a laugh, um, maybe not take everything so seriously yep. in the world yep. all the time. And, you know, in our line of work, you have to kind of have that in public service. You know, I th you know, we joke a lot of times, and Jeff will tell you the same thing. You know, you have to have passion. You have to have some integrity and good ethics, and you have to have a sense of humor to be in this business. People shouldn't feel insulted by that, but, you know, we're, we are people. We're, we're kind of funny. Yeah. Um, that's okay, yeah. you know? And, um, and so, you know, obviously I'm inheriting an incredibly good team yeah. in Franklin um, from what Jeff and Maureen and all the council and, and school committee have done. Um, but we have an amazing staff I think throughout the entire organization, we have folks that do have that passion. They do have that integrity and ethics, and they do have a sense of humor. Because right. you got to kind of laugh about some of this stuff a little bit. Of course you do. Um, and you got to have a little bit of fun. We're not here forever. Right. We're not Yoda. Right. We're, we're going to, you know, so you got to have a little bit of fun going right. on. I remember uh, years ago, I, got, I, I was faced with... Uh, uh, a diagnosis, and my wife said to me, she said, Jim, it was taking me out of the line of work that I was fond of at the mm -hmm. time. And she said, do you define yourself by who you are or what you do? And, Jamie, that changed the way I viewed things yeah. because at the moment I was sitting on my pity pot saying, 
pretty yeah. much what I do. But it's not the truth. We all want to define ourselves by who we are at our core. I'm glad you still have your dad to. Oh yeah, he's wonderful. With. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. We have good. We have good debates. We have yeah. a lot of fun. You know, obviously, we miss my mother, but we we maximized right. the time while she was here. Right. Um, and so that is what it is. Yeah. You know. But I think you're right. I think that you are who you are, and I think that um, you know, we try to do is make sure that all of our folks you know, be who they are and present themselves as such. And it's a great environment to be in. For anybody that's listening and is wondering who Jamie is, maybe you haven't, maybe you're driving through town or you've been in town and you haven't kept up with the news. Jamie has been a deputy town administrator under Jeff Nutting since 2015, correct? Uh, that's correct. I started in January of 16. January so I got hired 16. in 15 okay. and then I officially started, yeah. And, um, uh, Jamie has uh, recently been awarded the position here in Franklin. Jeff has done a terrific job. I didn't realize until recently that Jeff Nutting is the longest reigning town administrator in well, Massachusetts. Cer- certainly, well, certainly in Franklin. Um, I think he's got 42, 43 years in the business. Um, he just got recognized uh, at this the Mass Municipal Association conference a couple weeks ago yeah. for his longevity. Uh-huh. And... Um, now that I've been in this business for a little while, yeah. I mean, you really have to give him kudos. I right. mean, he's he's a he's a tough guy. Um, he's been hanging through there for this long. But he, again, I think that's why him and I are are so compatible. Is that you know he has that insatiable passion every single day um, to come into work and to do this stuff, and yeah. he just loves it. I I actually we joke with him even sometimes in the office. It's going to be hard from when he leaves because he just loves this stuff so much. I get that. Um, I know he's got a lot of other great things planned. I'm sure he does. You know, he's an Energizer bunny, but he's, you know, but really he loves what he does. And so, you know, even in this year, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later, but with even tough budget scenarios like we're in every single day, he just continues to come in and push through it. He has every right to kind of take us take a step back a little bit, right? He's been doing this for 43 years. And he's got you on board. I he's mean, got now myself you're on board. On board. Yeah. And we have a phenomenal staff in the office with Chrissy and certainly the town attorney. And I'm sure we'll be getting somebody else, but he just still comes in. He loves the puzzle of it all, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, it's, and it's very inspiring. You know, I, I heard a, a great compliment to you during the hearing that was recorded by Steve Sher- yep. Sherlock here. Sherlock, Steve yeah. does a terrific job, by the way. But uh, there was a great compliment by Tom Mercer paid to you that I thought fit very well. And he said, you know, the thing about Jamie is that Jamie is completely vested in this town, has been completely vested mm-hmm. long before he, you certainly had no, you, you weren't just the heir apparent to this job. The town by charter had to go out and open up the process to mm-hmm. applicants from around the country, anybody that wanted to apply. And indeed they did. But in the context of that meeting, uh, it was clear to me that all of the counselors in unison said that Jamie cares about this town. And when I heard Tom remark that you had been out in the community to Rotary meetings, to the Elks, to various clubs, getting yourself out and familiar with what goes on in the town, I thought to myself, what a great ambassador and what a great way to get out and uh, understand the inner workings of the town. With no guarantee that you're going to get the job, I just thought it was a real compliment to what to what you do and a real a real good sign for our future. It's funny you should say that. I, I said it at the meeting that night. It was on the recording that you know I felt like I had had good relationships with all the members of the council, but I really didn't know you know how they completely felt or what their view was. And at some point, you got to kind of say that right um, when you're voting for the for the to go into contract negotiations sure. and. And I appreciated that from uh, Chairman Mercer quite a bit. Um, well, I like doing that stuff, right. you know, and I obviously am a people person and, and I care about this business 
um, with all my heart, just the total, just the field of municipal government in and of itself, because I feel like we can have an opportunity to do a lot of good things for people. Um, and so it was nice that other folks um, not just recognized it, but at least I feel like it was it was warm that they had seen me in all those places. I mean, I a couple months before. Um, as a quick example, there was a problem where um, they were their partnership was having a problem with vol- getting some volunteers to do a cleanup day, right? And um, and some other things around the holidays. And so I just said, I'll get up on Sunday morning and go down at eight o'clock because I like mm-hmm. this stuff. You yeah. know, it's not hard for me to get out of the and just start doing it. Uh, but it was really nice um, that I think those folks on the council, particularly you know, obviously the chairman. Not only recognized it, but had seen it for themselves. It wasn't like somebody had to tell them. I think um, you hit the that, nail on the head. And that was that felt really good for me because I thought, you know, I have spent a lot of hours um, at night on weekends, all that time. It comes with a job, and I love doing it. Um, but it was nice that they had seen that because sometimes you're so in your moment of your day, you don't know if people see that stuff, and I, I think they do. I also think it's wonderful that they recognize that because that means they value that. That's right, and That's that tells point. me if I'm Jamie Helen. I don't want the recognition so much as I want to know that where what the type of person that I am and the energy that I bring to this job yeah. is valued because that's what the community wants. That's right. And I think it's the access. I think you're exactly right. It is it is it not every town is like that. And not every priority from every legislative body, whether you're a board of selectmen, a council mm-hmm. or mayor, not everybody prioritizes that. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And the fact that they do I think makes that a priority that they want their administration you know, not just out and about to go to events to schmooze, but that they want access. And I think that gets back to the whole theme of our organization about the customer service model. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at some place, it's amazing how many people mention quick little things to me at the end of their road or something over there is not working right or a drainage issue with the lights out. A stop sign was knocked over, the potholes. I mean, we always say potholes, but really it's much more extensive. that. People always come up to you at events and say, hey, you know, over here, blah, 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 uh, this is what's going on, you know, it's okay. Um, and I think it really does give the residents, I hope, uh, a sense of comfort that somebody is listening and following through. Most definitely, most um, definitely. You know, I remind everybody, I'm speaking with Jamie Helen. Jamie is the Deputy Town Administrator for the Town of Franklin. He will come on as full-time administrator upon Jeff Nunning's Soon to be retirement. His which, secret uh, retirement. His day. secret retirement, which could be any day now. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. Jamie, we're talking a lot about the town administrator role. And so, because I am a radio professional, mm-hmm. <laughs> I say with tongue in cheek, I went to do my <laughs> show prep today and looked up what does a town administrator do? Holy smokes. So, rather than ask you that question, I'm going to say, what don't you do? We're not experts. Okay, you're not experts. Uh, nope, we are not experts. But other than I, that, you are nope. the chief executive officer of the town. Mm-hmm. You do every every procurement, every every everything that goes out to bid. You run payrolls. You run jack everything. of jack of all trades, yeah. experts in nothing. Yeah, I think you hit it a little bit before earlier in the show. It's really about the leadership. I think it's about the tone, the access, the presence. You know, and trying to what is your organization? It's just organizational behavior, like mm-hmm. anywhere. Franklin, you name it. Um, and, but we aren't necessarily experts in certain fields. Um, and I think that Jeff would probably confirm that. Um, and that's for me, one of the exciting things about the job is one minute I'm in a meeting about a facility upgrade. 
and what we have to do over at the Parmenter School to get the canopy fixed. And then the next hour, we're talking about, you know, something down in finance and what the long-term strategy is going to be with money. Next thing you know, we're talking about zoning. Um, so the variety for me is is really enjoyable. Right. And so I think as an administrator, you have to enjoy that variety mm-hmm. because you can't just like a few things and then because I think it shows on some of the other stuff. I think it also takes an incredible awareness and confidence to be able to mark the spot where you say, you know what, I'm out of my league here. I need some help. Hey, and we have good help in Franklin. Mm. I mean, our department heads are amazing, um, you know, pretty much from top to bottom. You know, we're lucky, obviously, to continue to remain Brutus as the DPW director. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's tough for him what happened over in Norfolk, but yeah. that's the way this business goes sometimes. And their loss is our gain. Uh, Brutus is one of the most well-respected DPW directors in the state of Massachusetts, bar none. He has saved taxpayers millions of dollars over his years. What's um, Brutus's last name? Cantoregi. Cantoregi. Not uh, easy for me to say, so I That's why we just call him you. Brutus. Brutus. Um, he also happens to be one of the best dressers at some of your meetings that I've ever seen. He's got a <laughs> wicked sense of humor. Uh, Especially with the lamb chops yes. in the winter, yeah. right, with the Dickens thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Karen Alves at the Senior Center, what yeah. she makes happen for mm-hmm. their budget. You know, really just every, you know, Felicia at the library, all of our department heads are great. Um, and so it really helps you you know, us as administrators, because I can go down to those folks who really are the experts, like Brian Taberner in planning and across the board, um, and Carrie at the treasure, as a treasurer collector, um, and Teresa and Nancy at the town clerk's office. Those folks are certified in their sport. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing really well, and they have the same passion that I do for what they do, and it's a great to have them. We wouldn't I mean, it It sounds, I, I know I'm going to sound a little bit like Tom Brady here, right? You can't do it without the rest of the team. We're a team of 53, but it really is no different. We're a team of a couple hundred employees out plowing the streets, running to your house when there's a heart attack, trying to be there when you need public safety, all the different stuff we do, provide great library. And we, you know, I'm only really honestly, and I think the council would say this too, we're only really as good as all of the employees. Mm -hmm. It is a great team um, and everybody has their role. So, you know, so it's funny, you know, when people say, what does an administrator do? It really does. It is a kind of jack of all trade expert and nothing kind of job. Um, That's not to undersell it, but I think you do have to, in the town of Franklin, you have to be present. Um, you have to talk to people, you have to listen to people, and you have to be able to follow up on what people are, are telling you. This is your first role in town administration per se, although you've had some experience in a previous position. Yep, I worked in Hopkinton for about four years mm-hmm. uh, before I got here. I worked with the town manager, uh, Norman Kamalo, there for uh, for those three and a half, four years. Mm-hmm. So I am very familiar, and as we talked about a little earlier, I did work in the state legislature and in state government for 15 years, and 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 um, you know, so you, I did work with a lot yeah. of towns, a yeah. lot of superintendents, a lot of managers. But this is this will be the first actual administrator position. I think that where I, I was held. where I was headed with that, Jamie, is I've watched you uh, as I've been in and out of town offices yeah. and watched you work with Jeff Nutting, and you guys work really well together. Yeah, um, it appears at least from the outside, and I think I think you probably agree. You do. We you have wouldn't fun. be here. Yeah, you have fun. <laughs> um, but you really you had a great mentor. In, Absolutely. Uh, as far as Franklin goes and learning about the town and the workings of the town. He's been a great mentor. Can't take that away. Mm-hmm. I think Brutus and a lot of the other department heads would say the same thing. I mean, he is a legend in our in our yeah. field. There's no question about it. But as I said the night um, the council appointed me to go into contract mm-hmm. negotiations, you know, Jeff, as part of my remarks, is become an unquestionably a much better friend. And he's just, we've gotten along. You know, it's funny, a lot of people in our business have said to me, you know, you got really lucky. I mean, I don't know how you got there. You must have known Jeff. 
And the truth of the matter is, I didn't know who Jeff was before I applied. Um, I did my research um, on every community within a half hour mm-hmm. uh, from where I lived or 20 minutes. And I applied and I went in for an interview just like all the other candidates and was fortunate enough to come out on top. And then as Jeff and I got to know each other, we didn't realize that we were both avid hikers, outdoorsmen, all of these other things um, that, you know, just kind of ended up really, you know, hitting it off almost in a friendship kind of manner. Um, So he's been a phenomenal mentor. I've learned an amazing amount from him. We are the sum of all of our experiences, right, Jim? Well put. But... You know, so he's been a phenomenal mentor. I can't take that away um, and and whatnot. But, um, you know, I think as you said it a minute ago, um, you know, we've also, I think, enriched ourselves as great friends because we've really shared a lot of other experiences that we relate to each other. One of the things that was really funny, actually, if I can tell you a short one, was sure. on his wall in his office, I don't know if people have ever noticed this in there, he had a whitewater rafting picture on I've his seen wall. It. Yep. And so... You know, when I got into the office, I had some was cleaning out my house, and you know, when I got the job, and I thought I'm gonna, you know, throw some things out in the attic, and there was a box of photos, and I hadn't really honed in on the pictures in his office, and so I, I don't know, it was like four or five pictures. I said, you know, I'll go put these on my office wall. You know, these were great photos. It was when I was younger, and then I stick one up, and our building commissioner Gus uh, Brown joked. Um, he looked at my wall, and he looked at his wall. He goes, "Do you guys both know that you have whitewater rafting photos?" <laughs> on your offices and both of us went oh my god you know and then we you know just again you know the experience you know i was a guide for a long time and and um and so you know just that alone those types of things i think you know really uh have made the job very enjoyable christine and i talk all the time in the office about how much we're going to miss jeff um not just as a mentor but you know just how much we enjoy working together yeah yeah quality people tend to tend to attract people that are similar to them from a quality standpoint and i would uh, submit jamie helen as, as a perfect example of that jamie um so we've kind of demystified the town administrator's role one of the things that we haven't talked about is relationship building and trust and in terms of your working with the town council mm-hmm. that's a very very close and interesting relationship to me can you talk about by charter and then functionally how you work with council and what your roles and responsibilities are so it's a great question. So a lot of it certainly is administrative, mm-hmm. you know, putting out the packets, getting the agenda set with the chair. Um, you know, the chair really at the end of the day, we certainly do a lot of the work, but they're the ones that are the bosses and they set the tone, they set the goals um, and they tell us what to do. And so you're right. It does require some trust. And I think it's just about what we talked about at the earlier part. You know, are you present? Are you around? Are you responding to the phone calls? Um you know, sometimes they have large concerns that we have to figure out, um, and sometimes they have concerns that are just small and one person called them yeah. about something. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that I always try to do, and I would say this for almost any elected official, you know, is you just have to be as responsive as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important today's day and era with text messaging and cell phones. You know, I don't want to say it's a 24-7 job. They're very respectful of everybody's time too. They they're not always going to call you at eight forty five at night, but it really is a twenty four seven gig, and that's okay because life happens to our residents twenty four seven, and things go on. So it just it is what it is. Um, and I think that it was really warm that night um, when they each did kind of you know say what they thought about me. Um, you know, it's a 
tough thing to sit there. <laughs> I, I thought about <laughs> and, what and it wonder, must have felt like. You know, yeah. you're sitting on the edge of your seat because you don't really know what's going to happen. Right. And uh, it, it made me feel really good of what they said because it, it, it made me feel like the work wasn't going unnoticed about about that trust and that responsiveness. And I thought that they, they really did have a, a very strong sense of trust in, in me. I agree. And then what, uh, Jamie's referencing the uh, committee meeting that was charged with uh, coming up with an ultimate recommendation to the council to mm-hmm. fill the town manager slot. And so Jamie, who has been working as a deputy town manager for the better part of three years, was uh, sitting there uh, and faced with over 20 applicants that had come in, some highly qualified, some not. But the bottom line is he was sitting there wondering what his future might... might hold, but and we're glad that the council made the decision to to hire Jamie. I want to remind everybody, you are listening to Chapters Radio. My name's Jim Derrick. I'm speaking today with Deputy Town Manager and soon-to-be full-time town administrator here in the town of Franklin, Jamie Helen. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, chaptersradio.com. Jamie, um, some of the other relationships that you have to maintain are relationship with our state rep, Jeff oh, yeah. Roy. And our um, state senators. And yep. our state senators. Can, so in Congress, can you talk to us about why that's important for a town manager? I just think in general, it's not about who you are, what status you are. I just think it's in general in the best interest of the community at large, which is what I always have my sights on. It's just always important to build as many positive relationships as possible. Not everything's got to be easy. It's never not always going to be easy. We're all going to be uncomfortable from time to time. And sometimes things are inconvenient, truths, mm-hmm. and their realities. Um, but at the end of the day, I got to look at the 35,000 people in this community. I got to look at the hundreds, if not thousands of businesses and think at the end of the day, what's in the best interest of the whole community? And you can only do that if you try to build some positive relationships. Even Jim Derrick, Pete Fasciano, you name them. You just try to build as many positive relationships as possible. And obviously, you know, legislative delegation and Congress and the U.S. Senate, you you name it. You know, it's important because those folks are key stakeholders in the community, just like the downtown partnership, just like the safe coalition. Listening to their constituents, right? Just listening to folks And, and, and trying to find out how we can do better things for that base of folks that I talked about for the entire community. And so I think having good relationships with those folks is is just critical. And my, also, I think it's great for the taxpayers and the citizens to realize who they're putting into office, whether it's me, the council, the planning board, your state senator. What do they want today? They want people working together. They're busy. Everyone's got busy lives. They got to go to dry cleaner, pick up their kids, go to soccer. Go, you know, what do they really want? You know, they really want everyone working together. I think what's going on down south in D.C., you know, for a lot of people, you can be political about it, but it doesn't feel to the general average American, um, regardless of where you stand on any issue. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of movement. And, you know, when you had in the 90s, for example, when you had Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton, you know, people still felt like they were moving. You know, each side was getting something back and forth. And I think at a minimum today, I think people don't really have the time nor tolerance to deal with people not working together. I think it's extremely important. And so fortunately here in Franklin, 
you know, obviously we have a, a phenomenal, um, you know, delegation and, and folks that are very responsive from all the way from the top, you know, down. I know um, Senator Warren, he was last year for a separate event. And Congressman Kennedy is always very present. Senator Spilka and Representative Roy were just here at a school forum the other night, uh, two nights ago. Yep. And we're looking forward to meeting and having um, the newly um, elected senator, Senator Rausch, um, certainly get integrated in the community. Uh, but I just think it's really important for people when they do get a minute to see you in action. I think they just want to know that people are working together. I could not agree more. And I will tell you, as somebody that moved to Franklin not a long time ago by a lot of standards, but back in the early 80s, um, what I've witnessed over time here in Franklin is really uh, – I, I want to say it's been the birth of a community mm-hmm. that has come to do exactly what you just said. And I, I, I'm going to cite some people that, that I've, I've uh, spoken with and been fortunate enough to work with in the community that I think represent that. Our new school superintendent, Sarah Hearn. Yep. Uh, what a fantastic person, easy person awesome. to work with. Lucas yep. Laguerre, Lucas, the, yep. the uh, uh, assistant superintendent. Uh, Tom Angelo the uh, athletic director at Franklin High School, who cites as his number one accomplishment to date the unified basketball team, which now has over 86 participants on it. Wow. And you find me an athletic director that cites unified basketball, which is putting disabled or intellectually disadvantaged students together with the school population, varsity players, whatever, and have them play basketball together. And that was his mission coming in, and two years later has over 80... Uh, young men and women participating. And I'll show you someone who values character over everything else. Mm -hmm. And for my money, as a taxpaying resident, these are the types of people I want in our community. And I'm going to cite one other thing. I am fortunate enough to sit on the Franklin Public School Substance Abuse Task Force, Mm -hmm. which meets under the direction of the school superintendent's office at the municipal buildings um, every other month. I remarked to a couple of counselors, and I'll say it to you as well, Jamie, Mm -hmm. I have never been so proud to be part of a community. I'm watching members of our community from all various positions, stakeholders from every sector that you can imagine being welcomed to the table with no territorial infighting. Mm -hmm. There's nobody like, whose idea was this first? Everybody is collaborating to come up with solutions and curriculum that are going to fit today's preteen and teenagers to help Franklin lean into the problem, not shy away from it. It's the collaborative nature. You put a Jamie Helen in a post with that attitude or a Tom Angelo in his post or Sarah Hearn at any level, and it's infectious. And you tend to attract like-minded people. And what I've seen is this town has attracted like-minded people, and it has really become a great community to live in. That's the end of my head. <laughs> and that, and and to that point, and you're exactly right about the superintendent, Lucas. I mean, incredible hires, and I, I really hope you know we're all fortunate enough to to be in these jobs if if that's what those folks want for a while. But you're right. We've had a lot of retirements. You could even go the next level deep. Our new finance director, Chris Sandini, new treasurer collector, Carrie Bertoni, a brand new HR director from a year and a half, Karen Bratt, and you just keep going down the whole list of people. The organization has not skipped a beat. After Jim Dacey for almost 20 years as treasurer, Carrie has the same set of values. She is the same collaboration type individual. She's extraordinarily bright. And I say this all the time. I said it the night the council appointed me. I tell people it is not like this everywhere else. Some people try to laugh at me. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's saying this thing. I'm telling you, it is not like this everywhere else. The best decision 
in my, you know, looking back at Jeff's career and certainly uh, Maureen's as superintendent and just looking back at least a decade or so of what I've learned about Franklin and knew about Franklin, the most important decision that Jeff probably ever made was bringing the school department and the municipal uh, you know, non-DPW, non-library, the municipal officials into the municipal building in one place. It sets the tone for everything, at least from a municipal government perspective. It, it, you know, Jeff has made a lot of great decisions, and I'm sure the library folks would, would thank him for the new building and other things. That is almost unquestionably, in my opinion, the best decision. The school town thing in other communities can be awfully brutal and I don't know what the opposite of collaborative is from, yeah, a, verbi- from a verbiage pan, right? Yeah. But whatever the opposite of collaboration Washington. is, it's the op- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the opposite. Yeah. And it's like World War Three in certain places. You know, they just continually batter each other. And you think to yourself when you watch it, and I've certainly experienced it too, you think sometimes, what is what is the average taxpayer or citizen getting out of this? I was just They're just that. seeing the fight. And yeah, every once in a while, issues are worth fighting over. I understand that some things can be very sensitive and difficult. That's okay to disagree on policy decisions. Not a problem. I can handle that. But not having the spirit of collaboration and being able to work together, I just think that that brand is not something that people want to see. And I think it's getting even more so, uh, not just what's going on in D.C. and the fragmentation here and there, but... Um, and the tribalism that necessarily has infected our, our you know, country. But I think if I don't have a lot of time, what am I looking at, right? I'm just right. looking out and going, hey, I want these people working together, right? I mean, I just want the business community, the superintendent, the schools, the town. I just want people working together. And by bringing everybody under that roof at 355 East Central Street, an unbelievable difference that makes. It just, I, I can't even, I, there's no way to even quantify it. And as In a earnest. taxpayer, it's it's forty seven million dollar budget for the school system. Am I correct? It's six. Well, sixty four. Behind. Six, yep, sixty four. It's yep. a sixty four million dollar. It ain't the nineties anymore, Jim. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was up to date because I was thinking in the nineties. No, the superintendent put forth this year a request for sixty seven million. Sixty seven million, which represents yep. well over fifty percent of the budget. Yeah, probably two thirds. Okay, approximately. So yep. two thirds of the budget. Approximately. Why yep. wouldn't you have them the same building as a taxpayer? I want you guys functioning like you know I mean, a well orchestrated play. HR is all in the same suite, yeah. so they can talk about best practices, sure. way to collaborate, you know, the staff work on the health insurance all together. You look at the technology department under the same roof. Right. Tim is an amazing technology director, a great staff. He sees it again, the view from 30,000 feet, yep. forest from the trees. Yep. You know, you just, you know, even the DPW director throughout all winter, people underestimate how much time we spend watching the weather and dealing with snow and ice. He can always walk in. Talk to her really fast or Lucas, ask a few questions, and then come over and see Jeff and I. And if we need to all get together before a storm, the five of us can just talk really quickly in the office. It doesn't take phone calls, leaving messages, this, that. I mean, the amount of, really, the spirit of collaboration here is unlike any other place I've been. And, um, you know, it works works incredibly well. That decision to, to bring everybody under one roof. The finance team for the school in town, all in the same office. Um, same thing, payroll, best practices, people can work together. What are you guys doing? What are we doing? Change in laws. Oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Um, it allows Miriam, the school business administrator, and the finance director, Chris Sandini for the town, to be able to talk easily and be able to work things out. Everybody also behind it 
can see everybody else's stuff. The schools can see us. We can see them. There is no separation. And as a citizen in general, yeah. how do you... Jamie, the other a no-brainer. thing, I mentioned trust before. What I'm hearing you say is that the eye-to-eye ability to do business is important. It's important to be able to walk across that hall, say, I've got an issue, Sarah, can we talk real That's quickly? Right. And you're looking eye-to-eye. Even little things that are seeming little, but let's face it, we're all human beings. I didn't know Jamie's mother was sick or yeah. Jamie's father was yeah. ill or, or uh, someone had a baby. No wonder mm-hmm. why they're not here. I'll give them, I'm going to go to somebody else. Hard to do over voicemail and emails. It also and it saves a, a lot of money. Saves which, a lot of time I mean, and money. I mean, I could do my website yeah. for the town. Yeah. Sarah could do the school's website. Right. And but instead we have a technology director right. that's going to get all websites under one contract. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a better price, mm-hmm. and you're going to have more consistency across the board. Yeah. So people aren't going two different, three different places. Yeah. There's a one-stop shop, right? So even those little things behind the scenes, you know, even if you save five thousand dollars here, ten thousand dollars there, you know, that all adds up over year after year after year where you can save a little bit of money. So just some simple things like that. We all use the same software for financial reporting. You know, it's not one software and another one. It's all under one ship. And so that really does not, it not only, it provides, again, like you just said, it provides a lot of trust. We all see the same things. We all use them together. We all do the trainings at the same time. Um, and, you know, obviously for some people, saving the money is a big deal, which yeah. it is for me. Sure. No question. Is the one in charge of the budget. Yeah. But... You know, from a you know from a taxpayer standpoint, um, you see that collaboration and you feel better about your government. Yeah. You know, and it, and I don't mean to be overly political because we decided we're not going to get there. But imagine if DC could see us work like that. I want to remind everybody you are listening to Chapters Radio. My name's Jim Derrick. I'm speaking today with Deputy Town Manager and soon to be full time Town Administrator here in the town of Franklin, Jamie Helen. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, chaptersradio.com. I toyed with moving a few years ago. Yeah. And I looked at some of our commercially landlocked neighbors like yeah. Medfield, and I'm, I'm referring yeah. to the Forge Park Zone. We're fortunate to have the commercial uh, infrastructure that we have here to help help with our tax bill. It was a at least double tax bill for the same assessment. And I was looking, I, I, it was unaffordable. We are very fortunate here in Franklin to have a tax rate that is reasonable. And I would argue the services are, are really, really good. You get incredible bang for your buck. Exactly. I mean, I, Thank I, you I, most, people, I did. most people are going to listen to me and say, yeah, of course that's what he's going to say. No, but I look at it, you know, I mean, I spend a lot of time, as does Jeff, and I know Superintendent Hearn, you know, spends a lot of time with her associations. We do look at this stuff from comparables. And you do get an incredible bang for your buck in Franklin. And that has worked to Franklin's benefit for many, many years in a lot of ways. A lot of people want to move to Franklin because they know they can't afford the taxes in Holliston. Right. Or would you say Medfield? Medfield. Yeah. You know, um, and they know that the, it's just going to keep on going up and up and up. And there is no commercial industrial base. Right. But, um, you know, I also think that that comes down to the council and the school committee. Yeah. They've been able to, over the years... Um, you know, been able to manage the budget. And again, that gets back to the town charter. Mm-hmm. You know, the taxpayers goes before the council. There's one budget. It includes schools. Right. You're not showing up and having a school budget and a town budget right. and let's fight each other. Right. You know, we work together to try to make sure that we get all the needs we can. And we always look at business practices 
every single year. We pretty much go through the whole thing and say, how can we do this better? How can we do that better? And sometimes each year, like for example, last year, it's a very unglamorous, unsexy topic, but we renegotiated it and centralized our contracts for printer services. Mm -hmm. Saved us $23,000. What's wrong with that? Nothing. And and the average person's not going to really care about that sure. or see that very much because it's not a big deal. But in the tax rate, they do see it. Yeah. Because, you know, those things are not taken for granted. And you're right. We do have a very competitive tax rate in Franklin. There's no question about that. And detail's important because it means that, you know, if, you, if you're off by a penny in your checkbook, it's kind of emblematic of, you know, you might be off by 10,000 pennies the next time and 100,000 pennies the next time. It's funny you should words, say that. about being sloppy. And it's funny you should say that about the penny. Council Pellegri said to me this year after we got done with uh, one of the meetings uh, at the tax rate setting hearing in November, and she just looked at me and she said, can you believe it? Our tax rate went up one penny, uh-huh. you know, from 1465 to 1466. And she, you know, she looked at it. And now obviously people's bills are going up a little more because their assessment and their whole maybe went up. Sure. But nonetheless, the rate was able to stay very, very competitive yeah. and very low. Yeah, not a lot. Jamie, um, I wanted to ask you about what the biggest challenge is for you personally coming into this role. Because I assume that that while you've had uh, good experience over the past three or four years yeah. and, and even prior to that in your professional life, what are the big challenges for you personally? You know, it's funny. I, I think it's more of almost a professional thing. Chief Lynch um, gave me some advice. Um, Superintendent Sabolinsky gave me some advice. Some other town managers did. The central theme they've all said, no matter what background you're from, is they all tell you is that when you finally get into the chair, yep. it's just different. <laughs> right. So I'm still anticipating that, right? Mm. But I've been listening to that advice, trying to think of it and, and think about when you get there. It's just different. And so I think for me in the first year, it's going to be about finding my own voice um, and and also reallocating the responsibilities on the staff. Um, Jeff's been here almost 20 years. Right. Um, so he's it's pretty well-oiled machine, and it's well-oiled with how he does things. And I think people are used to how he does things. It's not like I'm going to be a major change, but there are some things and challenges that I'm going to have to deal with that he did not have to deal with. So change, Social media, right. technology, those are things I'm savvy with, and I get them. But those are not challenges he faced 20, 15 years ago when he took over for the job. So I think the biggest challenge that I'm anticipating is just getting into the seat and then getting into your own rhythm and your own comfortability about how operations flow. And I think a lot of that is not necessarily stuff that the public at large generally sees. It's right. more internal right. about um, you know the town attorney, what kind of things does he need to do a little differently to accommodate whatever I'm viewing in the world and, and the priorities of the council. So I think that's the biggest, I think to me, that's the biggest challenge in and of itself. Yeah. I've, think, been, I've been told that there are two things people don't like. One is how <laughs> things are, and two is change. So in general, that's taxes, kind of human yeah. nature, right? Other than taxes, right, and uh, death or whatever it is. But, but I think that um, what you're talking about is change management. You know, yeah, it's how do I manage is. the changes that I want to bring in without being the bull in the china shop? The bull in the china shop and just not really at the end of the day having anything, you know, any of the service levels drop or really even noticing that there was a change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fortunately, we and I think you mentioned this before with Lucas and Sarah, you know, I don't think anybody on their side of the aisle has really changed at all. I think it's just picked right up right. and the both of them have been unbelievable along with Joyce um, and the whole staff there. I think the second thing in, in earnest you know, I'm, you know, 
I mean, doing this show is great, mm-hmm. and I've been doing this stuff for a long time. Um, you know, I think personally the biggest challenge, you know, and I've been doing night meetings and weekends for my whole career. Mm-hmm. It's not really all that stuff. It's just, it's funny, despite the job, I'm not really that big of a public person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm an administrator, <laughs> and it kind of makes me laugh, but I just focus on the job at hand. I'm an operations person. I'm a customer service person. I'm a responsive person. This is our job. There is an element to it where your name's in the paper and, you know, your name's out there and this thing's said about you. You know, that, that to me, I think, is more, the, more the, the challenge. And I think that's just more of a personal thing. Some people really love the limelight. And right. They like being out there and doing right. their thing. I, I'm not that... It's just not my shtick. You know, you know, it's ironic to hear you say that because you're one of the more personal people that yeah, I personable. I just, pardon me, personable people that I've met. In fact, when I first met you, I thought, "Is is has he run for Senate? Is he going to? You know, oh, you, God, you no. seem to be a person that's yeah. That's not my thing. I, I you know, people say that every once in a while. It's just I don't know what it is, and, and I'm not even sure I've 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 been able to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. But I'm just a. I just feel like in my heart, I'm always a doer. Uh, sometimes my passion can even get a little bit ahead of me. Really, but you know, I just, I just believe in getting things done. And and you know, it sounds a little corny, maybe. I hope not too much. But you know, I'm just a doer, and I just don't get into all the dog and pony show and all these other things and and profiles and oh, let's you know do something in the newspaper. It's yeah. just not my thing yeah. because you're not a self promoter, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's actually probably a good way. I to, hear. I hear. That's Franklin actually a forward. good way to say it. I hadn't thought about that. Franklin I'm not forward. A, not a self-promoter yeah. at all. Um, and, you know, I don't need a pat on the back. Like I and I've always said, to me, all the credit uh, for all it goes to the departments and goes to the folks that are out there in the trenches all the time. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a part of it. I get that. I'm just not into that self-promoting type thing. It's just, yeah. and I think that's, for me, it's a hard, a little bit of a harder adjustment. I, you know, I understand. It's to being the administrator in a city in a town that's this large, um, yeah, it's just not my... It's in many thing. roles, you will be the face of Franklin because what you do right. and say when you're out requesting bids or what you do and say is you are our voice. Yeah. So you're saying it's kind of a duality that you have to deal with. They're polar opposites. And, and from getting to know, uh, you know, Dr. Hernwell and Sarah, I, I get the sense that she's kind of the same way, yep. which is really nice and really Very refreshing. So. And, and um, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for her, but I, I get the sense that, you know, she sees things the same way. I think she gives... A lot of deference and a lot of the responsibility of the principals and the teachers and the folks that are out there right on the front lines. Um, and so, um, you know, I think her and I, you know, have been able to work really well together. Well, it comes we're, we're back to trust, that. right? Trust. I guess it comes back to trust. Trust and faith in the people around you. Trust in the faith of people around yep. you. Yeah. Yep. And, um, trust but verify. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. I want to remind everybody, you are listening to Chapters Radio. My name's Jim Derrick. I'm speaking today with Deputy Town Manager and soon-to-be full-time town administrator here in the town of Franklin, Jamie Helen. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, ChaptersRadio.com. Hey, Jamie, uh, we were talking just before we came on the air about some of the things you like personally, and one of those is music. So I'm I'm dying to know. Oh, geez. Tell me about uh, the best musical experience you've had in the past year or two. That's a hard question to answer. I've um, had a lot of them. I do. The most recent examples, I would say, a couple of them. My wife and I went to see Casey Musgraves, who's a country star recently. Oh, yeah. Just a mesmerizing performance. I mean, what a band she has. Um, the band that she has behind of her, it gives me goosebumps thinking of them. 
they're those people in her band that just are so good at every instrument. It's so annoying. Are you a musician? Well, I play the guitar, but yeah. I can't go much per- past campfire type status. Okay. You know, I can play a few songs here and there. I'm yeah. not that great. I sure as heck can't sing. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I sat there and I mean, she was amazing herself and, and an incredibly talented songwriter, um, an incredible voice, incredible stage presence, a tremendous amount of fun. Her band was just unbelievable. I mean, they were that band where you know you got the guy over on the left. He plays the banjo, the mandolin, the electric guitar, the acoustic guitar, the drums, the bit, ba- and you're just sitting there going, "These guys are so good at what they do; it's yeah. almost like annoying." You, you want know? to hate them, yeah. You kind of want to hate them, yeah. but they were so uh, perfect at what they did; it was amazing. It was very, very good. Casey, very inspired. Casey Musgraves. Musgraves. Yep. Okay. Um, my wife uh, is a dancer, and so we do go to um, New York every once in a while to see shows. We went down um, recently to see uh, the Broadway play with Brian Cranston with Network. Oh yeah. On um, New Year's Day. Um, just I I, there are no words that do the show justice if you saw the movie back in the 70s with Peter Finch I did I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore is the famous line but um, Brian Cranston um, just a a, just a near out-of-body experience what an amazing artist that gentleman is and and we were lucky after the show like any classy Broadway show you know, he was right there at the side door. I kind of, I went to the restroom. I came out kind of late after most people had cleared out of the theater. And there he was standing there. And what a gentleman. Um, shake your hand, uh, sign the playbill, talk to you for 30 seconds. Yeah. I didn't get a photo with him because I just, it's not my thing. But um, what an unbelievable uh, performance he did in Network. You know, it's funny. Um, we traditionally go to the Newport Folk Festival usually every summer, um, or at least every couple years. Mm-hmm. There's always incredibly inspiring things that go on there. Uh, great, collab- again, collaborative atmosphere yeah, yeah, um, down at Newport. You like festivals uh, in general? You know, used to when I was probably a little younger. Yeah, as yeah. you get older, um, I don't think I need to explain it, Jim. But, well, you no, know, wait a minute now. I got news for you. The comforts of... You know, you kind of like to have a little more space. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, they're making I, I my my dream, and I think my dream is coming true uh, this fall. Uh-huh. This coming fall, I'll be going on a blues cruise, oh. which is they put together a yep. buddy guy yep. who's on a walker now, but whatever. You can they, still shred it. Right. They can still, thank you. Absolutely. And they put together, you know, first-rate blues performers. You go float around on a boat out by Mexico, but it's mostly people my age, late fifties, yeah. early sixties, you know? Yeah. Um, people say today, you know, a lot of the, a lot of folks who certainly remember the seventies and I was brought up on classic rock like yeah. everybody. And, and, and the blues is the heart of that. Right. right. Uh, my father was a huge blues fan. Pretty much. That's it. Just yeah. kind of like, almost like you. Yeah. Um, they, people say like rock and roll is dead or whatever. And it's just like the most confusing thing to me. Mm-hmm. I think rock and roll is always a, a constant living metamorphosizing thing. I think music and art is, are, excuse me. Um, and I just think there's, you know, as I've gotten, you know, eclipsed the over the hill status, I look to younger artists and my wife and I have really, like Casey Musgraves yeah. or a lot of other people, The War and the Treaty. There's so many, uh, Margot Price, there's so many artists out there. They're in their 20s and 30s. They're doing really great things. Yeah. It's not going to be the Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd, right? right? Um, it may not even be B.B. King. Uh, or Buddy Guy in Have that you heard size. Need but, to breathe, but or, I've not heard Need to or breathe. Or Old Dominion. I've heard Old Dominion. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. these guys. This is my son, who's twenty nine. He they introduces are, me to these people. These are absolutely phenomenally talented young musicians coming up, and they're and doing new stuff, generating new, the new genres sound, new that sound. are mixing up with this, that, or the other thing. Absolutely, and it's, it's really exciting, and and the tickets are cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, right. <laughs> right? They're 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 15 bucks. Right. Um, you know, as opposed to, you know, you go to see the Eagles and you're going to pay, what, 250 300 I, I was looking, someone I mean, said, you want to go see Fleetwood Mac? And I'm thinking, not yeah, really. Fleetwood Mac's a great example, right? I saw right? in the 70s, but... Not so I'm much. sure they were still good at what they do, right. but for two, three hundred bucks, you kind of go. And that's sometimes my criticism of Bruce Springsteen. You know, obviously, uh-oh. you know, uh-oh. I mean, I don't want to hit the the sensitive place, but uh oh, <laughs> they crickets. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bruce well, Springsteen. Bruce, we'll get back to Bruce. Couple hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, I know. Come on, I know. Really? I mean, he needs the money. Well, no. Hey, we go to a lot of stuff, yeah. um, and I can't limit it down. I'm just thinking about a co- your original question of yeah. I mean, what's been inspiring. I mean, those are a couple of things recently. I mean, if I went back to last year, you know, uh, from my generation, yeah. you know, we went to go see Beck uh, last summer. Um, he's still playing as well, even in his 50s. He is still playing absolutely his best, as good as he has ever played. I've seen him many times. We went to see another play last year that was amazing in Cambridge. It's going to go to Broadway this year called mm-hmm. Jagged Little Pill. Oh, based yeah. Off the, the Alanis, Alanis Morissette I album. I just saw that advertised. Um, that's another one. Um, I feel bad uh, for the folks that were not able to see it in Cambridge this past May. Uh-huh. Uh, but if it's anything like that, it is worth the trip. And I can't wait to see a Broadway presentation of that. And, and um, I'm, what a, I'm what a show. To that. Yeah, what that's a good show. to know. Have you heard of Tedeschi Trucks? Tedeschi Trucks Band. Again, too, words huh? could never do any justice. My uh, my aunt and uncle live in Tampa, and um, and my grandfather who passed away last year, unfortunately, um, Pearl Harbor veteran. Yeah, you know I would go down to see them every once in a while. But of course, Jim, I can't just go down to see the family. I've got to rig it so at least I can go to a blues festival. Guilty. And so we go to the Sunshine Blues Festival oh, yeah. uh, in St. Petersburg often, and that's the Tedeschi Trucks Festival. Derek Trucks is just absolutely and positively one of the greatest guitarists that has ever lived. I never know how his hands move the way they do. I try to get as close as I can to see exactly how he does it. And I don't know anybody in the world who could possibly tell me Susan Tedeschi doesn't have one of the greatest voices in rock and roll. I'll tell you what, Jamie, I couldn't agree more. And that band is unbelievable. A very good friend, Chris Mabardi, if you're listening, thank you. He's also a musician. And he turned me on to these guys. And I'm listening to the records, and I'm going, yeah, these are good. They're okay. I went to watch see them in the Orpheum. At the Orpheum? Yeah, and they used to do their, uh, not this year, but uh, a couple years ago. I They do their run now every year in uh, late November, December. I got to tell you what. I watched that show, and I was absolutely yeah. Yeah. stopped in my tracks. I was glued to the stage. Of yeah. course, I was up half the time dancing, but the <laughs> tightness of that band, they have horns, oh, the horn they have the slide incredible. guitar. They do everything in one show from funk to yeah. soul to blues to rock and roll. Yeah. You name the genre, they cover it. And I couldn't agree with you more. Susan Tedeschi's voice is a showstopper. It just it's stops everybody and says, wow. I think what you're striking, the chord that I really appreciate about your tastes here, is authenticity. That's You know what? And I think that's actually the theme. I think it is. Going on almost in America these days. You know, is there is a level of authenticity. And I think you see that um, certainly in politics. I think you see that in a lot of places. I think a lot of people are searching for that authenticity. And we all know with Tedeschi Trucks Band, yep. they deliver on that same level of customer service. They do. Because... They are just an unbelievable. You're exactly right. I'm glad you brought them up. I mean, I could talk about Derek Trucks all day. Me too. I mean, first time I saw Derek Trucks was at Great Woods when he played with the Allman Brothers Band when he was probably 13, 14, maybe. Yeah. Um, at a fest, uh, at another festival, and um, even then, 
Um, you obviously knew he came from good genes. Right. Uh, you knew he had talent. At that time, if you recall, he was kind of one of those young kids that people thought was cute that he was playing guitar. Kind of like Remember? Quinn Sullivan. From... Kind of like Quinn Sullivan yeah. yep. and a bunch of those. Exactly. But I never thought he was going to turn into this. No. Um, and he does it with no picks. It's still, he's all finger picking all the time. Jamie, last thing that I wanted to touch on, cultural district. What does that mean for the town of Franklin? I hope it means a lot of visitors here. Yeah. Maybe even Derek Trucks. No. Yeah, right, uh, but, right. Why uh, not? But, but truthfully, um, you know, as folks hopefully in town know, we the Franklin just got approved as a cultural district yep. uh, for the downtown high school, Clark Cutler area. Um, and what I think you'll see in 2019 is one of the best things is now the state of Massachusetts, the uh, state government basically promotes your cultural district um, to the world, which is really great. And I should note that in Metro West, um, there's really only one other town, kind of two, that have cultural districts. It's Maynard and Natick. So we're in a very exclusive class here. And um, what I think will happen is, is when international tourists or other tourists from around the country um, look to Massachusetts for a vacation or for some time uh, away, um, they're going to see us as one of 35 uh, cultural districts around the state of Massachusetts. And so what we hope is that brings in more people to be able to go to shows, um, you know, stay at a hotel, you know, get a bite to eat um, and do a variety of other things. So hopefully it'll just bring in uh, more people into this wonderful community. I think what you're going to see in 2019 is you're going to see the cultural district committee and the town really working on a marketing plan. Um, they're going to be working on a new website. We just signed the contract a couple days ago, which will be franklinculture.org. Great. Um, and that's going to be a one-stop shop for everything happening in Franklin. And, you know, even if it's not folks from London or from Denmark or something or China that are going to come to Massachusetts to come here, at a minimum, I think at a minimum we're going to be a regional hub uh, of arts and culture. I always say to the folks, our goal is to be the premier arts and culture destination in Metro West. I think 19 is going to be a little bit of a program development year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Art Week is going to be the last week of April, I believe. Yep. We're going to have our first food truck festival. Food truck festival. And, Home run. And beer garden. And beer garden. Um, across the street. So hopefully that quenches the appetite and thirst that we've been hearing since yeah, I've been here. No pun intended. What we hear from people all the time is they're looking for a lot of that entertainment um, at the black box, at the coffee house, in the area, um, as opposed to driving into Boston and and paying those rates for the Eagles. Exactly, three hundred parking bucks. on top of that. Jamie, you have been tremendously generous with your time. I can't thank you enough for coming down yeah, to the I studio. And most importantly, congratulations on being appointed as the Franklin Town Administrator mm -hmm. to be. We're in great hands with Jamie Helen. So. As a tribute to Jamie and his fantastic musical taste, we're going to take the show out today with a Tedeschi Trucks song. Oh, this is yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. For Jamie Helen, my name's Jim Derrick saying thanks for listening to Chapters, and I'll see you next week.
cost 